Spider-Man, Spider-Man, those will have a spider can. Spins a web and inside, catch these just like flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. He's a strong, listen, but he's got radioactive blood. Can you swim from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there! There goes the Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friend and neighbor and Spider-Man, world and fame is ignored, action is his reward. Look out! There goes the Spider-Man. Watch out! Episode 44 for September 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your regular supplier for comics and trade paperbacks. Their discounts of 38 up to 75% off the cover price can't be beat. An example is this month's Amazing Spider-Man number 577. The cover price is $3.99. They have it for 50% off at $1.99. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com and tell them the Crawl Space sent you. Welcome back, Webheads, to another fun-filled Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. Let's do the intros like we do all the time. We've got the Spider Genius, a.k.a. JR, from Spidey Kicks Butt. Welcome, JR. Hello, everyone, and uh, hopefully the Cubs losing streak will come to an end. I'm getting worried, very worried. <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man's a Cubs fan, isn't he? Or is he? No, he's a Mets, Mets fan. fan. I'm sorry. You can tell I didn't re- watch much sports as a kid. Too busy reading the comics, JR. I'm sorry. <laughs> and of course, we've got uh, Spidey Dude from the semi relaunch Spidey Dude. No. We've got a we've got a front page up, brother. Uh, yeah, we got a front page up. It's just been a nightmare to get everything put together. It's right. not been very well. Long. We've got we've had progress since the last show. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's more than more than just a nice little coming soon blog. It's been up for a year and making little construction animation. And we don't have his voicemail uh, this time, folks. So he. Right, yeah, I know. I'm actually on the show <laughs> for the full show for the first there you time. And, of course, Kevin Cushing, uh, a.k.a. Morbius. The name change happened this month. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you very much. Good to be on the show for the first time. Kind of. As you, with the uh, the secret identity revealed. <laughs> so I'll be making a deal with the devil pretty soon. Oh, Don't worry. You won't there you go. And I am proud to announce that we've expanded our show. We have a female presence on the show. Uh, I almost said her secret identity. I'm sorry. Spider-Girl did such a good job on the last show that I asked her to come on and be a regular. So, Spider-Girl, welcome to the show. You're regular now. Oh, thank you very much. And I'm pretty happy to announce that pretty soon, you know, I'm not going to be the only girl, you know. Spider-Dude has decided to go ahead and get that very expensive sex change operation. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Are you having the operation right now? Why does it... (laughs) Wow. Wow. I think she wrote that one down. She was going to have a special introduction for, you know, when she came on, but damn. She just hit you in the Tic Tacs. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have them anymore. Oh, so. yeah, wow. Mark's glad you came on the show from the beginning this time, Zach. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway, uh, about Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> we've had uh, three issues Man. since the last we Man. talked. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 567. The 569, we found uh, a few new ways to die and uh, uh, <laughs> looked at Craven's uh, family tree. 
So let's discuss the latest three issues. We'll start ladies first. I never get to do that. So Spidey Dude, go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Spider Girl, go ahead. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Well, starting with 567, yep. um, the best part about this issue is actually the the uh, inside front cover where I get to look at um, what I could get back to school Marvel products. Oh, That's really the best thing about this issue. Um, <laughs> I am sorry, like I did not like the issue at all. I would give it an I for incomplete. That like that terrible grade you would get on your report card in grade school. That's worse than an F. Um, I feel like you could have probably squished this together and thrown it in 566. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so excited that, you know, that female Craven is not dead yet and she's going to be coming back. And, of course, I have to question why Spider-Man would leave her to potentially be killed by vermin. That doesn't really seem like the Spider-Man we all know and love. So, right. yeah. I will move on to better things, right. new ways to die. Mm-hmm. Um 568, wow. I, I'm i very happy that finally we've gotten into some good material. Um, the intro, at first I was questioning why we're kind of going back into the, uh, the origins of Spider-Man, but I think it was kind of a way to connect, like, the Renaissance-era Spider-Man, you know, the classic Spider-Man we all know and love to this kind of avant-garde Spider-Man that we're dealing with now in Brand New Day. So I think they're trying to show people that we are reading the same Spider-Man that we have grown up with. What would you give uh, that um, issue as a grade? I would give it a BB plus. A, a BD plus? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. B plus. A B slash B plus. Yeah. yeah, kind of in that that high range. Awesome. Um, 569, I would give it the same. Um, I'm glad, I guess, Venom's back. Uh, I also like how he's kind of being pre- trade as a character that we can sympathize with. Um, he's not this, like, ugly villain anymore, um, but I don't really know yet if he's uh, a vigilante or if he's just totally anti-anti-venom. So. Cool. So I, uh, B+, plus, B+. Plus. So that's <laughs> yes. like a C for the last three issues. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, let's go, JR. What did you think of the latest three? Well, I don't have much to add to uh, the uh, end of the Craven story, except I'm actually more interested in Mama Craven being an older guy and digging older chicks and all. But uh, she's a cougar, right? <laughs> yeah, she's. You know, it is. Uh, I hate to say it's been two issues about the young Craven, and yet Mom, Mama Craven actually seems to be more of an interesting character, yeah. which I think pretty well says everything you need to know about. Uh, about uh, the girl, uh, the Craven's daughter, yeah. uh, an anticlimactic end to the to a relatively uninteresting story. So we'll just move on from there into something far more interesting. Well, before you of go, course, which what, is, what would your grade be yes. for that that Craven? Grade B, it'd be a C minus. Okay. Okay. C minus. Okay. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's you know, again, kind of going back to our conversation last week. Why bring back? Uh, you know, if you if you're going to do all these knockoffs, just bring back the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, with the, with the knockoffs being so inferior, just bring back the original. I mean, you've already they've already brought back people who have who non superpowered people like Aunt May and Harry, and they brought back uh, they brought back Norman from the dead. Uh, bringing back Craven from the dead shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be uh, too hard to do. So uh, let's let's just put an end to the knockoffs and have the all the old original Ditko villains back is what I say. Okay. So anyway, moving on to new ways. But of dying. Uh, 
New ways to die. Oh, and I, I couldn't believe when I walked into, uh, since I, I'm no longer getting a, uh, a box from uh, mailordercomics.com, <laughs> which is, uh, I'm realizing the, uh, the foolishness of that decision now. I may be rejoining, may be joining the mailing list here before long. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I was, I was very happy though to walk into a comic store in Providence, Rhode Island, and there, there waiting to greet me was the, the number 568 variant edition oh. with the Green Goblin smiling mug on. I thought you'd, I thought I you'd get that him. one. I was in heaven. <laughs> I, I, and I knew it was a harbinger of good things to come <laughs> because, uh, for once now I feel like, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten past this brand new day crap and we're on to stories that actually matter and when something is actually happening and villains we actually want to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, no more, uh, no more, what's, what's his name? Uh, uh, freak. uh, overdrive, overdrive or underbite or whatever his <laughs> name was. Sound like my bank account and, uh, overdraft, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who was, and who was that chick with the, 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 who does it all for the web anyway? What was her name? Uh, Jenna Jameson. Paper doll. Jenna Jameson. Speedball. No. What? <laughs> paper oh, doll. Oh, paper. No, no, not no. No, 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 no. The one who does it all for the web. Speed who does it for the... Is it not speedball? Freakball. You can tell the villain went over really well with the group. <laughs> that was. Oh, oh, talk about how memorable. None of you guys can remember the name. I can't. I can't. Oh, Something well, balls. <laughs> I was about to say I was going to bring Spidey Dude back into the conversation, but uh, I think we've already played that joke. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. Everybody in the room gets a shot at his Tic Tacs today, I guess. Heard us yeah. say Spider. That was probably one of the slickest openings we've ever had. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's why she was invited to come back as a regular. <laughs> and she's so young, too. So young and so vicious. Uh, well, I mean, it's just... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just very scary, very scary. But, uh, no, I mean, it's good to have, uh, it's good to have Norman back. Um, and, uh, one of the, and, and what also makes it feel like a real Spider-Man story is having John Romita Jr. back. Okay. I mean, instead of the, instead of the revolving door, I mean, it, it, it was hard to, it, it's hard to get into a series with it, with the inconsistent art. I mean, I'm not much of a person who really pays that much attention to the art, uh, since I can't draw a straight line with a straight edge. But, uh, with the, the, the revolving creative teams, it was really kind of hard to feel any kind of continuity, uh, that, the, you know, and feel that the stories were flowing, uh, from one to another. But, uh, with J.R. Jr. back, it feels like a real Spider-Man story. I'm, it's just a shame that, uh, I think he's only going to be on this arc, isn't he? Uh, I, th- I yeah. think so, yeah. But he, he he's probably come back. He loves the character a lot. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah. But uh, it was good to see Norman. Uh, his secret identity is now secret again. Although uh, the the streets of the Marvel Universe aren't very safe if both Norman Osborn and Eddie Brock <laughs> can uh, can get can get off for their crimes these days. I tell you. Now, uh, this is what I want to talk to you about, Jerry. How how is Norman's identity? A secret. I mean, granted, Spider-Man's identity is a secret, but wasn't it publicly known when he was in that uh, Marvel Knights uh, 12-issue thing that he was... Brad, it's magic. Thank you, JR. But, I, you know, the scene with Ben Urich saying, oh, I wrote the story about Norman and Green, the, being the Green Goblin, stuff like that. But Well, all I can say is that it's probably the liberal media. <laughs> they were trying to bring down... They were trying to bring, oh, bring down a great businessman, a great businessman and philanthropist like Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. uh, just like they're trying to bring down Sarah Palin Tall. <laughs> and uh, 
they're, they're, they they spread all these vicious rumors about him being the Green Goblin, and they just weren't true. I mean, you know, I mean, Dexter Bennett says they weren't true. Yeah. You know, and and uh, what what greater authority do you need than Dexter Bennett to uh, <laughs> to uh, help a man regain his reputation? And another thing I, I've been uh, wanting to ask you all month, Jr. is what do you think of Norman not knowing who Spider Man is? I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. That was that was always the thing, mm-hmm. the the edge that he had. Uh, but strangely enough, this story works even though he doesn't know yet. Yeah. Uh, the problem is he probably won't know as long as he's the head of the Thunderbolts would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably let him know eventually, but when he's got the th- when he's got the power of the U.S. government behind him, my guess is they won't let him f- find out until after that particular subplot and, is all played. And out. my favorite so. scene from the book, and I, I had a geek gasm to quote an earlier podcast, and I thought you would too, is that last panel of the uh, the first issue where Norman is just sitting in Peter's uh, apartment, and he says, Parker. I just thought that was so cool. Just the yes, two-page splash of J.R.J.R., and I was just like, oh, that was perfect. So grade for the last, uh, the first two issues of New Ways to Die, J.R.? Uh, boy, I hesitate to put it into A territory yet, mm-hmm. because uh, we've still got four parts to go, and uh, uh, we've had a tendency to be let down before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to, st- I'm going to stick with a B plus right now. I'm going to be very conservative and give it a B plus, but, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to try to sneak out of the house today or tomorrow and try to see if I can latch on to 570, mm. uh, just see what's going on. So, uh, so that's my score. Awesome. Uh, Kevin, what do you, what do you like? What'd you think? Um, yeah, what do I like? I'm going to have to start talking about Green Lantern. <laughs> no, don't start. Uh, no, it's not the Green Lantern crawl space. <laughs> Okay, so 567, um, last part of the Craven arc. I didn't have too big of a problem with it. Um, Phil Jimenez rocked on the art again. Um, I had some problems with him, I said, when the freak arc was around, but this whole arc, I think he just kicked ass, knocked it out of the ballpark. Um, I I have heard a lot of people complaining, like uh, Spider-Girl said about Spider-Man leaving the young Craven to die at the hands of Vermin at the end of it, but... I think, you know, he rationalized it to himself within the issue, and I think his rationalization was good enough. He was himself beaten down. His biggest worry was for Vin Gonzalez, who was innocent, and if he went to save the person that wasn't innocent, probably all three of them would have been killed. So his biggest obligation was to the innocent person, and that was pretty much all he could do. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I think the weirdest thing in the book was... If you looked at that little timeline, the little family tree at the end, yeah. it said that this young Craven was born in 1996. Yeah. And since they have defined that this is, in fact, 2008 within the book, she's 12? <laughs> that, this new super-powered supervillain with the, the cotton candy eyeliner and the, the big-ass fee mullet <laughs> is a 12-year-old? Why well, the, the hell Stace- are we having Spider-Man beaten up on a 12-year-old in this comic? Well, you know, well the Stacy Osborne, t- Osborne twins were only 10, you know. <laughs> but at least their bodies were old enough for him to beat the crap out of. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man's a child abuser now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What the hell? Well, but um, well, maybe, the, maybe the jungle juice that Craven cooked up uh, has essentially uh, <laughs> <laughs> aged, uh, <laughs> aged this kid. 
I, I was thinking something completely it, different. Oh. It actually kind of works within comic book world, doesn't it? You know, um, along that timeline also, it said Craven was born like in 1910 or 1912 or something, too. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, he, well, yeah, he was supposed to be pretty old by the time he got to... I was thinking he's like 40 or 50, but I guess his, his well, jungle well, juice made that, him younger. <laughs> I read yeah. Craven's Last Hunt recently, and he uh, he mentioned about all this history he had seen because he was so much older than he looked because of his stuff. Um, I think, yeah, he, I think he they mentioned... established he was around during the Russian Revolution. Really? Uh, yeah, before... he mentioned yeah. the uh, the Romanovs, mm. which was, I think, what, 19... That was about 1918, I think, that they were thrown yeah. from power and executed. Wow! Yeah, so he was around for that. some history. That's awesome. Um, That's what so comics guess... do. They educate. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I guess if I'm going to give a grade to that one, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a C. Yeah. Uh, great art, some lost potential. The Craven's daughter being 12 thing was odd. <laughs> they didn't really finish the story. I know they're going to continue it later, but I, I felt like I kind of felt like Spider Girl and Jr. They introduced the most interesting piece of it in the mother in the last page, and then new ways to die. Um, <laughs> And, and also, I think, and this is this is partially New Ways to Die's fault, not that story's fault, but uh, last month I was talking about the idea of injecting Vin Gonzalez with MGH yeah, and the possibilities that has, and they've done jack nothing with that. Yeah. He, he, was, he was injected with MGH, and since then he's uh, not cared. So, One thing we, lots of ways. we haven't talked about is, what what did you guys think of Spider-Man, or more, specifically Morbius, what did you think of him uh, talking to Vin about how he has dupes around the city that could be him to keep his identity? Oh. Yeah, I actually meant to mention that. Yeah. Did that not suck out loud? I mean, was that not the worst well, thing he could possibly have said to Vin? It's like, yeah. I need to cover my ass, so I'm I'm really smart, but all I can come up with is something that's going to piss you off even more. Like, Spider-Man thought, how can I tip this guy farther into the realm of becoming a supervillain? I've got it. (laughs) I'll tell him I set him up. It wasn't just random happenstance. It was actually me. I have have mixed feelings on that. He was kind of taking the bullet to make himself look like a dick, I think. So he would keep his secret identity, etc. But... Yeah, but Vin's got to be awfully stupid if he believes that. Though. Yeah, but I mean, just uh, awfully stupid. I mean, he's got it with a, a Spider-Man costume being discovered in his and Peter Parker's apartment. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, he ought to figure it out. Yeah. But uh, but he won't because this is brand new day and it's magic and we don't <laughs> have to explain it. So, <laughs> Jr., you're yeah, you're you're hot today, boy. <laughs> I think Jr.'s been getting some MGH or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, more. What, what your grade was a C minus? Is that what you said? Uh, just a regular C. C. Okay. I think uh, there was there were some good points to it. I didn't have a lot of the problems that some people had, and the art did kick ass. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a, a flat C. Okay. Um, moving on to new ways to die. You can't say enough about how great it is to have John Romita Jr. back. Yep. I, we all agree on. That that was perfect. I mean, the best decision they could possibly have made in the entirety of Brand New Day was bringing J.R. Jr. back and doing it for this storyline. Um, 
I do have a problem with the way he draws Venom, but that's that's a stylistic choice of his that he's always made. It's not like something bad in his art. It's just I disagree. I don't like skinny Venom with Gigundus hands. <laughs> but um, but in, on the most part, I mean, he is Jr. Junior. He is. I, I grew up with the Spider-Man of the '90s, so just like to somebody who grew up with the original issues of Spider-Man, their iconic yeah. look of Spider-Man is Ditko or Ramita Senior. My iconic look of Spider-Man is John Romita Jr. So to me, Spider-Man is back on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, he draws the best Peter Parker face, I think. Yeah, I'd I'm, agree. And, and if you notice, everybody, every artist has a different way of drawing Peter Parker's hair. Mm-hmm. More than like any other major character, it seems like, his hair changes with every artist. And I don't know, J.R. Jr. just looks right to me. Yeah. Um, but the story itself, I think, basically did a great job of highlighting most of the problems with Brand New Day. Even more than any other story has done. Because now that we have Norman Osborn and Venom back on the page, we can. I've heard a lot of people say it feels familiar again, having, having Peter talking to Norman, having Venom on the, on the book, but. To me, this showcases just how much has changed and, and how much is invalid. And with Norman Osborn, I can see where you would say it's familiar, but it's familiar to, like, the first, what, 20, 30 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. We're back to, you know, this thing at the end when he's sitting in Peter Parker's apartment and the, you're thinking, oh, God, did Norman Osborn find out who Spider-Man is? Ooh, you, wait, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he, he found out who he was many, many years ago and... It no longer matters. So that's that's taken it back way into the wrong territory. And it, it had it's cut Norman's balls off to not know that Peter is Spider Man. <laughs> that was that was what made him threatening. Before that he was a a guy in a green suit that worked with the mob. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah. And then Venom Anybody notice the part in the apartment where the Thunderbolts are talking and Venom says, I know Spider-Man inside and out. I know his mind better than he knows it because I've been a part of him. I don't remember who the fuck he is, but I remember everything about his mind. All those parts that have anything to do with his life are kind of blocked out, but I know his mind, damn it. I really do. Hey, it's magic. We don't have to explain it. Exactly. (laughs) That one they didn't, that one they truly didn't try to explain. They they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. Venom, Venom is who he is because he knows everything about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. except he doesn't know anything about Spider-Man. What? <laughs> so it was that I thought was awful. Um, we've got Dexter Bennett being Dexter Bennett, which is never a good thing. Um, in the first couple of panels after the review of that stuff, that whoo, thank God we had that review. I wasn't really sure how the hell Spider-Man got his powers, <laughs> and um, I didn't know why he was a hero and. Well, I'm, I feel educated. I feel like I can really come into this comic now because I, I know the history. I don't think that uh, was because that's never been that wasn't a- it's never been reprinted before. You know, it's so hard to get your hands on that original story. I mean, it's not like you could see it in uh, I don't know a moving picture form, <laughs> like if they had animated it or something, or maybe if they had put it on the big screen and and made one of the biggest movies of all time that everybody's seen. That that would have truly done it. But now I know you're dripping in sarcasm. <laughs> I think I, I think that was aimed. I was at the uh, the attempt of a new reader. 
I really do. I mean, seriously, though, any <clears throat> new reader coming into Spider-Man, yeah. if you're picking up Spider-Man, you know who the fuck Spider-Man <laughs> is. <laughs> Anybody <clears throat> walking into a comic book shop means they've heard of comic books, and if you've heard of comic books, you know Spider-Man's origin story. Outright. You do not need to reprint it again. I don't care how many pages it took, it was a waste of them, and it was <laughs> borderline offensively stupid. <laughs> um, so what would your great be? But anyway, for the... My original point was, after those couple of pages, the next first couple of pages had Spider-Man talking about all the reasons that Menace is a terrible character, yeah. and never rehabilitating it. Usually, if you're going to acknowledge all these bad things about one of your characters, that you're then going to do something to disprove it or rise above it, yeah. and they just left it lying there. They said, damn, this character sucks, <laughs> and then just went with it. I like that they quoted how many goblins he's fought over the years. That's kind of yeah. funny. But, uh, so... Anyway, sorry to ramble on for a while. Right. My grade... What's your grade? Um, <clears throat> for the two issues, a new way to die... New ways to die would be... A C, I think. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a C plus because of J.R. Jr.'s A-worthy art. Well, this is up considerably. You've been giving the last few issues Fs, right? I don't know. I think last month I gave better grades, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, see. All right, Spidey Dude, what's your two cents? What do you, what'd you think? Finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking at the, uh, the, uh, Finn Craven, yeah. female Craven, meshing the two words, two words together. And, uh, yeah, I, I read that and she's like 12 and, and then I, I just kept thinking, okay, a grown police officer got his ass kicked by this, by this 12 year old. <laughs> And Spidey. <laughs> That's a badass 12-year-old, isn't it? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, this, this, this is bad news. And I'm like, okay, I didn't care. My give-a-shit was busted. Okay? <laughs> We're ashamed the female craven. <laughs> so, okay, that's, and I'm just going to give that a 8F. An F, an F, wow. An F, okay. Wow. But, okay. new ways to die. The first two issues, and I've already read 570, so I can't talk about that yet, but the first two issues have actually made me like Spider-Man for the first time in eight months. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first time in a year. So that is kudos to, unto itself. Uh, there cannot, there's, I can't say much more than what's already been said about uh, John Romita Jr.'s art. Uh, Dan Slott, um... Uh, he, he, the, the script is pretty good. I mean, uh, Kevin, I almost called him Morius, uh, <laughs> brought up a good point of, of, of Menace. Um, but, I, you know, this was the first fight with Menace that I actually gave a damn about. And it actually gave us, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, we have the mystery of Menace. Well, we haven't, I mean, Menace has made like this, this uh, one panel appearance for the past, you know, six months, maybe. No one really gave a damn about him until, oh, wait, he shows up in this issue. And then you, things start actually moving. The, the thing about this arc is that things are actually moving. Yeah. Things haven't been moving in this book for the past seven months. There's been no forward movement. There's, there's been no progression other than these three short, choppy little arcs. Yeah. That has been, I'm going to blame Steve Wacker. As much as I like the guy, it's Steve Wacker's fault. <laughs> An editor is supposed to keep help the, coordinate the writers to keep the story moving forward. There was no forward movement until these these first two issues. In fact, these first two issues, I would agree with Crazy Chris, could have been done back in March when when 
all of us still gave a crap. Yeah. And I, I think it's, uh, I think it's been three issues, new villain, new art team. Three issues, new villain, new art team. Three issues, new villain, new art team. I think that's basically what these, yeah. this brand new day has been. What they should have done is that, you know, I'm all for introducing new characters, but you need to introduce the new characters while still still using the tools you have in the mythos. You know, if they had done this and interspersed, you know, the introductions of, you know, this this being a first, uh, the you know, Menace, and then, you know, introducing Paper Doll and all the other characters within the realm of, of still telling this overall overreaching arc, it would have been much better. Right. Uh, part one was really good. I'm surprised nobody's really talked about the Eddie Brock uh uh, the in, in, backup, in, which I thought was really strong and great art. Oh, the backup. Yeah. Um, that was yeah, it was good. Good good art. Uh, I do like the the fact that we're finally getting some more Mister Negative mystery mm-hmm. and the with uh, with Eddie Brock. Um, let me see. Is that the uh, uh, Anti Venom is an interesting character unto itself, and I, I implore JR to go check out Five Seventy. It's a good it's a good book. Uh, only. A couple of irks about the second issue, though, was the uh, Mr. Lee bit where he's, like, talking about the black and the white when he's playing a uh, game of Go, and, some, and somehow the black ones have moved to try to kind of say, hey, you know what, he really doesn't know what he's doing. He's really a genuinely good person. Um, Vin Gonzalez, uh, my only quibble about uh, Ramita's artwork with his hair was inconsistent with what's ha- been in the past, kind of more like Peter Parker. If he didn't have the goatee, I wouldn't have known who the hell he was. <laughs> Uh, the Norman Osborn Harry bit, I wish they could have done more with it. First time in decades that we've seen this. Yeah. And really nothing, nothing really to it. Uh, that, there's also hints of him being menace. It's kind of interesting. But again, it's kind of a rehash of the already established Green Goblin mythos. Uh, so what's your grade? What do you think? I, you know what? I, I, I'll give, uh, I'll give the, the second two issues an F, uh, a, a. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a what? <laughs> I don't scare enough. Okay. I don't scare enough. <laughs> no, it's an A. Uh, cool. So I, I was I was looking at at, at Craven's first hunt, yeah. part three, and I was. Yeah. I'll give mine real quick. I give uh, Craven a B minus. I agree totally with Jr. How the the Mama Craven is a lot more interesting of a character in two panels than the uh, badass twelve year old. <clears throat> so, <laughs> but I overall I dug the artwork. I I, I like. Um, Guggenheim, I think he's uh, number two behind slot and ability on the brain trust. Uh, A minus for the next two issues of New Ways to Die. Ramita Jr. is in my top two of favorite artists, so he could draw like uh, a rainbow and it, in a rainbow, and it would be beautiful. <laughs> but uh, I just love that scene with um, Norman in, in the uh, the apartment. That just f- flashed me back to the '60s and the '70s. And without medication. Um, so, <laughs> uh, one thing that you guys didn't talk about in all the reviews um, is when Norman is in the apartment, Spider-Man says, uh, how, "Does he know who I am?" We made sure that nobody knows, or I'm not. I'm not quoting it correctly, oh, but yeah. he said we did something so nobody. What knows. we did is still in effect. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? Bullshit. Well. <laughs> It, well, it, it really, for the first time, we're, they're, they're actually acknowledging, hey, something, something fucking happened. Yeah. You know, nothing's been acknowledged since, since Amazing 546, more like, okay, 100 days without Spidey, at least. Yeah. So, um, in all, in all regards, I mean, that, 
finally we're getting, I mean, like, like, like I said, this is the first time of forward progression. And that's something that's been lacking throughout all, throughout the book for months. It's been forward progression. You, you can't expect, I mean, the hard, the hardcore of the hardcore readers are going to continue to read it. Mm-hmm. But you've got people like, you know, for example, good old buddy George Merriman that hate the book now for various reasons that they, I mean, time and time again they're being proved, proven right because we've been sitting here review reviewing this book and every consistently it's been really bad. I mean, the, the good has not outweighed the bad in this, in this case. And so, like I say, the, the biggest issue has been forward progression and now something's happening. Hopefully this will pick back up or otherwise we'll be have another six months with just utter shitty stories. <laughs> okay. All right, gang, I think we pretty much wrapped up uh, the reviews of that. Uh, we're moving on to our next topic is about, if you check out uh, Marvel.com, uh, Tom Brevoort, who is an editor at Marvel, uh, has a blog, and he recently uh, asked viewers what they think is the worst Marvel comic ever. And the issue that won was Amazing Spider-Man 545, the deal with the devil issue. So, uh, real quick, let's go around the bend. Uh, JR, do you have a worst Marvel comic ever? Yeah, I think it's one more day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? Well, considering that in my, I redid my 10 worst Spider-Man stories article and I put one more day as, uh, as the worst Spider-Man story ever told, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that I can choose anything else. Yeah. I think I have to be consistent. Well, you you and, are consistent. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, when you're when you're a trademark character, basically makes a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what can you say? That's true. Uh, Spider Girl, what's your worst Marvel comic ever? Um, probably the Adventures of Kool Aid Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. I don't know if you do this, but Marvel actually published a Kool Aid uh, comment. A comic, sorry, um, from 1983 to 1989, and I mean, he fought thirst and he burst through walls and said, "Oh yeah, a lot." So that's pretty much what I was saying. He fought thirst. Naughty, naughty, (laughs) coolie. Was every cover him busting through a wall? Was that was that his cover? (laughs) No, every cover was him with like his own little jug of Kool Aid, (laughs) and then it's. Hey, hey kids. kids around him and everything. Yeah, kid, kids. Here is my magic jug. Feel free to drink from yeah. the trough. Yeah, wow, that's a good one. Well, I think he would get arrested for that <laughs> these days. Man, I think I'm gonna have a drink from my magic jug. <laughs> <laughs> wow, awesome, Jr. Man, um, who, else? Kevin? What's your worst Marvel comic ever? Well, I was one of the people on that blog that voted ASM number oh, uh, forty-five in, um, yeah. and I, when we—I knew we were going to do this topic on a, on the podcast, so I thought long and hard about you know what what would be just the crappiest thing they've ever published, and I came to the conclusion that yeah, it's Amazing Spider-Man number five forty-five. It might not be the worst drawn or have the worst dialogue ever, but when you're working in something like Spider-Man, because we're talking about Marvel comics here, not just image or dark horse where things aren't connected and then don't have 40 years of history but when you publish a comic that totally completely breaks your best character uh, yeah that's the worst thing you've ever published <laughs> okay and spider- a, a character that's supposed to be accessible to kids too you know mm-hmm. yeah. so spidey dude your worst marvel comic ever kids are cool read satan with spidey <laughs> sorry 
Wow. I'm sorry. I think he's been drinking from the magic jug. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had a wee bit of the magic jug earlier. Anyway, um, (laughs) it has to be 545. And the fact that Breivort actually had the balls and the galls, they're like, hey, let's post this blog. And then then to actually veto it out of the running, saying, oh, yeah, it won, but... um, yeah, so it was too new, and it's still too fresh in people's minds, so uh, we're going to veto this out. Wow. And I'm like, dude, that's such crap. <laughs> okay, it, it won, but it didn't win, okay? That's like saying, okay, you won the Olympics, but you know what? Because you're black, we're going to take away your gold medal. Or you're Asian, wow. you're going to take away your gold medal. I mean, that, that's some stupid stipulation just to, just to, you know, say, oh, yeah, it's not the worst book ever. You know, they're scrambling to try to try to fix this. Well, what I mean, it's I, it's beyond bad to the point of absurdity. I didn't see so, what yes, ASM five forty five is my worst. I didn't see period. what book one. Do you, what book one? Well, uh, I think their official winner was Ultimates three number four. Okay, I don't think I've read that because the uh, the way it was supposedly vetoed was when he first posted the the. The blog before it, okay. <laughs> um, announcing this whole thing, uh, he gave like a starter round and said anybody can veto anything that anybody brings up. So you'd have people vetoing crap left and right, mm-hmm. and they say he didn't post a list of what was vetoed when he posted the next blog. You were just supposed to look back through something like 88 comments on the last one, <laughs> and people <laughs> on... People on Marvel's message board can just mark something as offensive so it disappears. So there were a bunch of people saying that Amazing Spider-Man number 545 was vetoed, but I could never see a post. I never saw it vetoed. Hmm. So they say it was vetoed, but whatever. Weird. Okay, uh, my worst Marvel comic ever is the Image Marvel crossover, Spider-Man meets Bad Rock. Uh, (laughs) Oh, dude, no, that's made of wind. Oh, it's made of ass. I really think a drunken monkey could draw a better looking Spider Man than the artwork in that book. Okay, so did you buy the? Did you buy one A or one B? I bought one C did for it? crap. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, cause, no, because I'm serious. I'm serious. One B actually had much better artwork. All, one A was okay. What the hell happened to one and two? Why are we naming it one A, one B? First off, that's because that's I don't fucking right know. <laughs> that was the way they did it. Uh, anyway. Well, it was 1A, 1B, 1B had to, it had like McFarlane-like art, artwork. I almost did a double take. I, was, I thought it was what, a horrible apes crossover. It was Simeon looking. It was okay, horrible. dude, anybody that ever, I, I, they gave me the variant I, for 570. Did I argue with his pick? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I'm yes, going to your lack of Tic Tacs, all right? Let me, let me get my bad rocks <laughs> out of here. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, forget, that's what. That's what mine is. Moving on. <laughs> I'm the host, damn it. I'm taking the reins back. Um, if you've, um, <laughs> now you make me giggle. And people on iTunes, feel free to post that I giggle too much. Um, anyway. <laughs> what about, what about the, like a retarded hyena, yeah, Brad? Like uh, a retarded hyena. I don't say go fuck yourself very often, but go think. fuck yourself. Uh, Kurt. <laughs> To laugh like a mental patient, though, in oh, some yeah. of his early re- <laughs> Screw that on the CBR boards, too, that bastard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Ooh. moving on to the next topic. Uh, Spider-Man X-Men miniseries is coming out. Uh, going to take place in different eras of Spider-Man's history. And uh, in issue three, uh, which piqued a lot of interest, uh, a certain clone is coming back after, what, a decade, Spidey Dude? A decade. Uh, and and you don't know how how happy I am well, to actually see. Well, briefly, tell me how around. excited you are. What, are you going to pick this up? I, I'm so excited that I want to buy three copies just so, just so that way... You know, demand, be like, hey, you know what? Uh, no, issue three outsold, like, the other three combined. Yeah. So uh, let's bring back the rabbit. <laughs> I, I, really, so, I really think they're testing the waters with this because, you know, with my interview last month with uh, JMD, he was talking about how he would love to come back and write more Spider-Man Lost Years. And Dude, I would, I would kill. I would kill to have him. Yeah. Back writing last years, and I, I it would just make me. I, th- I don't understand. I think Marvel's testing the waters to bring back the character because there's so much demand for him. If you go to any Spider-Man message board, they want him back, for at least for. Well, yeah, and, and, and even Casada is, is lamented. You know, he's like, "Hey, the biggest demand for trades, the Clone Saga." Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're just trying to figure out a way. They're just figuring out a, out a way to get it to where it's not absurd with ten volumes of on. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? What do you, what do you think of uh, the X Men Spider Man miniseries? Jr. I know you've been cutting back on miniseries. Are you, is that a word? Miniseries? <laughs> are you are you going to pick that up? I don't know. I'll have to burn steel at first. Yeah. And more more of your John Byrne is crying. <laughs> more of your you're probably going to wait for the trade if I know your buying habits. Uh, I'm not even going to buy the trade. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> Well, the thing is, it's written by Christos Gage, and I know he has a really good name in comics, but the couple of things I've read by him have ranged from <laughs> Here it comes. A, just kind of incredibly mediocre, like his Thunderbolts, I mean, incredibly mediocre, or like his Annihilation Conquest uh, Quasar miniseries had, like, the worst dialogue I think I've ever read in my life. So a, a comic written by him doesn't sell itself to me. Right. Uh, Spider-Girl, you going to pick it up? Um, probably not. Um, sometimes oh. I think there are, I'm sorry. Sometimes I think there are entirely way too many miniseries coming out. But with that said, I might just support Ben Riley and his effort to come back from the dead and purchase just that issue. But okay. otherwise, well, I don't. Question though, it's kind of my favorite. The fourth <laughs> issue of this is supposed to be post one more day. So clearly, we're acknowledging the whole new continuity. The ones that are in the past, are they going to be in the actual past or the new past? Hmm. Well, remember, the only thing that changed was, you know, anything was, was the fact that they got married. So maybe we'll see a friend of Mary Jane out of wedlock. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, that, that'd be weird. Except that Joe Quesada has said, even though the only thing that changed is they weren't married, if they weren't married, they couldn't have uh, gotten, she couldn't have gotten pregnant. So, Joe Casada has actually come out saying that she was never pregnant. Oh, great. <laughs> so, I, never, I never read that. If they weren't married, interview. she couldn't have gotten pregnant. I think he needs to go back to <laughs> biology 101 for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like his grand assertions that, you know, when uh, JMS wanted to have the children in Sin's past be of Peter and Gwen Stacy... Uh, the reason that Joe Casada said he couldn't do it was, no, they never had sex because they weren't married. And it was final. Spider-Man has never had sex out of wedlock. So Weird. Apparently, Spider-Man's a virgin <laughs> in post-brand-new day. Poor guy. 
That really is the Parker <laughs> luck, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or the unluck. He's Dude good. cannot get laid. <laughs> Man, I would get Black Cat on the line okay. and just, uh, never mind. Uh, moving on to our <laughs> next topic. This is kind of us thinking out of the box because there is not that much Spider-Man news out there, but uh, I thought it would be fun for everybody to find an odd Spider-Man eBay auction. And, JR, you, you combed the web, and you found a couple of them. What, what did you find on eBay Spider-Man-related that's funky? Well, I found a 1969 Oldsmobile Toronado <laughs> called, the, called the Green Goblin. Oh, nice. Now, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not an officially licensed. Basically, some dude painted his car bright green with a, with a purple top. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, this guy's kid called it the Green Goblin, and so the name stuck. Oh. But uh, for $1,900, you can have this 1969 Oldsmobile <laughs> Tornado called the Green Goblin, although it has a few problems, <laughs> and it wouldn't pass inspection. <laughs> so, you know, just like all of eBay, caveat emptor. So are you winning the so, auction, JR.? <laughs> I wouldn't, I couldn't, no, I couldn't afford to have that. If I had that thing, I couldn't afford to have it towed away. Much less <laughs> what else did you find, mm. sir? Well, uh, women's G- Spider-Man G-string oh. thong lingerie underwear. Damn it, that's mine. <laughs> no, I mean, that's my auction, not my product. <laughs> well, I'll skip that one. I'll let you describe it in full detail since you obviously want to. And since you've been... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Since you obviously feel closer to the material oh, than I do, Jr. But, but unfortunately, uh, Spidey Dude is currently winning the bid. <laughs> oh, 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 that hurts! He's also winning the uh, the other bid for the Asian the other book. one I've got is that you can actually win the blazer that Tobey Maguire oh. wore in Spider-Man Three during his first battle with Harry. Okay, uh, it's purposely distressed, of course, <laughs> but uh, you can have that baby for sixteen hundred and forty-nine dollars wow. and uh, forty-five cents. Wow. And those are my eBay auctions. All right. Anybody else got eBay auctions? Uh, no, because I didn't I know did. we had to get eBay auctions, but that's cool. That's cool. I must have missed that memo. Uh, oh, you did. Yeah. We did not keep up. And I just forgot about it personally. <laughs> Spider-Girl, you got any? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, first I found this strange cylindrical device that is apparently a Scarlet Spider enhancer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> oh, good lord! Okay, go ahead. Uh, oh my god! Dollar ninety-eight. It could be yours. Yes. It's well used. <laughs> find a sexy male song that is like a spider pouch. Oh. Um, I can't really <laughs> describe this, but if I ever saw it on a man, I would probably vomit, actually. So, so you found a Spider-Man banana hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed I did. Oh, my Lord. Anything else, or dare oh, I ask? Right. No, no, that's it. Okay. Um, by the way, you guys, have, we'll, we'll post the images on the message board of these eBay auctions, so you guys can really check out the visuals. Uh, let's see. Oh, God, no. <laughs> the odd one I found is for 99 cents, 
someone has a Spider-Man face rock. Someone found a rock in their backyard with (laughs) what looks like Spider-Man eyes on it. And it's up in Ontario, Canada. So if you would like to bid on this Spider-Man, without the hyphen, Spider-Man face rock, uh, it's going for 99 cents. Nobody has bid it. You still have three days and four hours to bid on the Spider-Man. And he has a whole bunch of Jesus rocks, too. Feel free. Um, also, uh, as, is it Virgin Mary, too? Yeah, for, he's, he's got toast to that. Just toast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As Jr. mentioned earlier, it's Spider-Man's uh, G-string thong lingerie underwear uh, from pmtreasurechest.com. <laughs> uh, for seven ninety-nine, you can get a Spider-Man thong, and um, I don't think I'd vomit Spider Girl. That that'd be kind of hot to show up in the bedroom. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's not a banana ham. Not if a guy is wearing it. Would you want to see a guy in it? Oh, that? good God, no. Well, yeah. Okay. Here's the difference, I would so say. So $7.99 for that. And the other thing I found, this I thought would be a perfect gift for Kevin for a Christmas gift. It is a cigarette case of Spider-Man 3. So you can take <laughs> cigarettes out of the package that they already come in, place them inside this metal tin, and kill your lungs. <laughs> And this is go- that is this is going for eight ninety nine from Australia, and there's two available. So more, there you go. Nice. I'm getting on eBay right now. There you go. And uh, what <laughs> I got two more uh, Spider Man face earrings. Now Spider Girl is are face earrings like the kind that you put in your ear? Is that what the, that means? Face earrings, or do you hang them from your? I honestly have no idea. Okay. I don't wear earrings. <laughs> I have face. Like F-A-C-E? Yeah, the, the headline is Spider-Man face earrings for 99 cents. They're probably for your face, Brad. Really? Like you hang them from your face? Yeah. No, I think they're Spider-Man's face, and then you hook them into your ear. Oh. No, oh, that's, that's what, what it means. It is. It's his, yeah. his face. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I really that's feel cool. like a dummy now. <laughs> hey, hey, at least you won't eat up with a dumbass like me. Okay. <laughs> So, 99 cents, uh, shipping, uh, worldwide. Uh, the sellers ask for artwork. So feel free to do that. And also, the last one is very cool. Uh, for $21.99, you can have a Spider-Man balloon sculpture. Basically, you, if you've been to, like, a party store, you've seen the Spider-Man face. That's a balloon. Well, they took that face and then they put it on top of a bunch of red and blue balloons that build a body, and it's a Spider-Man balloon sculpture. Shipping from Ohio. So that would actually be kind of a cool gift for a birthday party. But when you guys look in the um, the picture, it looks like there's a giant turd right behind Spider-Man. Someone made a, a Spider-Man sculpture and a turd sculpture in the back of the picture. So it's just, I guess this isn't as effective on radio as it is if, if it was television. But the picture is disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> so I will end with... Is the man taking a shit? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, it's magic. Uh, <laughs> uh, on that note... Right, that's before we move on, I just, uh, <laughs> I just got on eBay and looked around and, and found one. <laughs> a Spider-Man turd? No, a, a weird Spider-Man eBay auction. Okay, what do you got? Spider-Man 3 bug vacuum 
with light up Spidey sense. Okay. Wow. Few yeah, insects up close with a special capture core for studying bugs. Spidey sense eyes light up red. Suck up Spidey's friends and foes and release bugs into their natural habitat sold separately. <laughs> and this is like an official thing. It, it, it says Spider-Man 3 on it. It's got the Spider-Man design. It is a bug vacuum. Along the same lines, years ago, I found a Spider-Man hamster cage. <laughs> I kid you not. Officially licensed product from Marvel, the Spider-Man hamster cage. So, um, yeah. Anyway. All right, gang. Uh, let's do recommendations, and then we'll take live callers for the second hour. We'll wrap this show up. Uh, let's hit. JR, we haven't heard from you. What are you reading? What are you liking this month? Thunderbolts again. Really? <laughs> Love the Thunderbolts. Even with Gage writing it? Yes, so far. Okay, I haven't read the latest issue so far, but the first one seemed okay. Cool. Yeah, Anything else? So Anything else to recommend? No, not the most. Spider Girl, what are you reading? What are you liking this month? Um, I have a comic, a book, and a podcast to recommend. The comic I recommend uh, Spider Man was Mary Jane season two. It just came out. Um, it has a different feel from the other ones. It's not as good as the other ones, but I'm pretty. Uh, I'm hopeful that it'll get better and be as good as um, it has been in the past. My book would actually be, I'm going to go back and, and be kind of a girly uh, teenager and say Twilight. Um, the vampire <laughs> I know you're right? chuckling back there, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good book. I don't know. I just, you know, if you like Spider-Man likes Mary, or loves Mary Jane, I think you would maybe enjoy this. So just maybe check it out from the library. And the podcast. Those. Oh, yeah. see, awesome. yeah, <laughs> that's not a recommendation. Oh, wow! So that's a, a, a against apparently. Um, and the podcast. Um, will he got up the first um of his Avengers Assembled podcast, which I guest starred on. But um, you can either get it from iTunes Avengers Assemble podcast or go to Avengers Assemble podcast dot. L-I-B-S-Y-N, Wibson.com. So just support him and what he's doing. Cool. So. And Will's a friend of the show, so go check that out. All right, uh, Kevin, what do you recommend this month? Uh, I This is actually a few months old now, but it occurs to me that there might be a couple of people living under a rock that don't know about it. Um, I'm recommending Joss Whedon's Internet Supervillain Musical called Dr. Horrible's Sing-Along Blog, which is... Pretty much the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's uh, <laughs> it's a 42-minute production that he did during the writer's strike, wrote it with his brothers and got a couple of his friends together, Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion, and it is about an inept supervillain who wants to get into the evil league of evil and battle his nemesis Captain Hammer while he woos this girl that he's trying to get up the courage to talk to. And in the meantime, has his video blog, and yes, it is a musical. So it, <laughs> it's fantastic, and um, it was up for free for a little while, but they they made it so it's a paid download on iTunes. But you can still get it for free, just with thirty seconds worth of commercials in it. If you go to Hulu.com, H-U-L-U.com, they have a bunch of TV shows up there for free, uh, and just look for Doctor Horrible. Okay, Doctor Horrible. And Spidey Dude, what do you recommend this month? Uh, Heroes Season 2 DVD. Okay. Uh, it's available on DVD and Blu-ray. It's excellent. 
Uh, seeing it in succession, I, I see. I, I caught the odd episode here and there. I, I came in, watched the first four episodes, then work intervened. Um, so I got to watch all the episodes in succession, and actually, I'm very, very uh, optimistic for season three. So, cheers for that. And uh, I'm going to recommend anybody who's not read uh, Simon Love Mary Jane and the Mary Jane uh, miniseries. The first part, the first season, if you will, uh, needs to go check that out because I think it's, it's just a cute little Spider-Man story. And if you want to get girls in the comic books, definitely a way to do it. Also, uh, my usual recommendation is Spider-Girl because, um, yeah, when when the editor is on the message board saying, uh, what can we do to promote the book, you know it's kind of in trouble. So uh, please save my favorite book. <laughs> It's really good, the last few issues, I think, with the... Oh, my God, it's made of wind, but I'm going to get my reviews up this evening, Brad. Okay. I, the, I, I love the uh, Peter getting zapped with some goblin juice. That sounds dirty, but it's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you actually have to read the review. Yeah, it, It's really picked up, I think. It's really doing well. Yes. Anything else, sir? Yes. That's it. I'm done. Uh, as far as uh, comics, I, I just got my box from MailOrderComics.com, and there you go. Um, I, and I haven't liked the arc so far, but this latest issue I thought was really well put together, which was the latest issue of Hulk, uh, where he fought Thor. I just thought that was a, a great book. I just read it today, actually. And uh, really, they've they've padded this damn thing out so much, but it was nice to see the new Thor up against the Red Hulk, or the Rolk, if you will. Hey, <laughs> Sounds like uh, I've got uh, indigestion with the Rolk. But yes, that was three most voted for on uh, Tom Brevoort's worst Marvel comic oh. of all time. Well, they can go screw themselves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I enjoyed it. I liked that book. And I didn't like the previous one, so I was surprised. Uh, a DVD recommendation, I will go with one I just picked up, which was The Shield Season 6. Uh, season seven has just started on FX, and if you're a fan of Vic and the boys, it's a really good show. And I just got into it last summer by catching up with all the DVDs, so pick up The Shield. Anybody a Shield fan? Never watched. Never watched. And you're, you're my, uh, you're my TV on DVD fan, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I just never, Shield's one I never got around to. It, I wouldn't be opposed to watching it, but there's so damn much to watch, you That's know? That's true. That's true. All right, that's my recommendations, and guys, uh, stay tuned for the next hour of the podcast. We'll have live callers, and I also wanted to uh, – also, we want to pimp a couple things before we go. Uh, Kevin has a new project going on the message on the message board. Tell us a bit about that, Spider-Man, Crawl Space, the webcomic. Yeah, um, it's going to be an unfortunately artless webcomic, but – Basically, the idea is to give people like, well, really all of us who are kind of discontented with the brand new day direction, an alternative, some some new Spider-Man to get excited about. Um, I'm going to write this thing monthly in 22-page comic script format, so it's exactly like what a writer could turn in at Marvel right now. Um, and the first thing I'm going to do, the first issue is going up around the middle of this month. It's going to be double-sized, and the first issue, right off the bat, is going to reverse the deal with the devil. We're picking up right after Craven's first hunt, and we're going to get back to the original continuity with the people that should know his identity knowing it, with his marriage intact, and then starting right after that, I'm just going to hit the ground running and tell new stories and 
show people, when we all say that there are still great stories to tell with a married Spider-Man, instead of just saying it and bitching about it, I'm going to show people. So there's there's a new forum on the Crawl Space message board that's just called Spider-Man Crawl Space, and every month there's going to be a new issue posted in there, and I hope everybody checks it out because... You are the people that it's written for. And th- if you're wondering why Kevin changed his name, he- he's an aspiring comic book writer, and he can't be writing his books under Morbius. <laughs> so we want to we want to get his name out there. So you'll pick up his work someday from Marvel Comics, and we can uh, host a podcast and bitch about his work when he's an f- official pro. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't feel like a real Spider-Man writer yeah. if people didn't call for my head. Yeah, there you so go. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look for that, uh, and also talk about how you're going to have uh, your friend do covers. We'll have art. Yeah, um, if anybody ever looked at my old webcomic, Internal Affairs, uh, my friend Ted Brandt, who did the art for that, is going to be drawing a new cover for every issue, uh, which I'm really excited about because that helps raise this above the level of just run-of-the-mill fan fiction. Um, he's already given me the cover for the first issue. It looks great. It's an homage to... The Amazing Fantasy number 15 cover. I think you'll all dig it. And he's even going to do an interior panel for the first issue to show you all a new character that's going to be debuting so you can get a good, badass visual off of it. Sweet. So look for that. Uh, When when should that be up? What's the date, you think? I'm shooting for September 16th. I can't promise that's going to be the exact date. I'm just going to say mid-September, but I'm hoping for about the 16th. Okay. And I'll put out probably a mass email to the Crawl Space members when that comes out. And we'll wrap up the first hour right about there. Hour two is coming up in a few days. We'll have another hour of live callers talking to the gang. And I want to announce a couple upcoming guests coming to the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. Later this month, I'm going to interview former Amazing Spider-Man writer David Micheline. He had a long and great run in the 80s and 90s with Todd McFarlane on Spider-Man. And coming up in October, Spider-Man co-creator Stan Lee. Yes, you heard it. Stan Lee has agreed to be on the show. How cool is that? I'll be interviewing Stan the Man and asking him your message board questions. But before we go, I want to give a thanks to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. They're accepting September orders as we speak. And if you'd like to catch up on some of Stan's early works, they have plenty of Marvel Essentials and Marvel Masterworks with 38% off the cover price. Gang, thanks for listening. I'm Brad Douglas for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. <laughs>